I heard this great story recently, and it had to do with offering to work for free in order to get a client, and especially when you're like brand new, just starting out. And seeing as how that's something that I uh, kind of recommended in the past, I, I wanted to share this story and I wanted to talk about free work offers. So diving into my notes here, why your free work offer may be overpriced. So how about we start with that story? goes back to Warren Buffett when he was very young. He found this book by this author, Benjamin Graham. Uh, the book was Intelligent Investor. And Ben Graham taught at Columbia University. Warren Buffett ended up applying next year to actually go study at Columbia University to study under Ben Graham, got to know him as a professor, came back after graduation and said, I'll work for you for nothing. Now, this is the future like best investor in the history of the world, future richest man in the world, right? Said, I'll work for you for nothing, fresh out of college. And uh, Ben Graham said, you're overpriced. I'll work for you for nothing, you're overpriced. Okay, <laughs> ouch, ouch. Uh, then apparently a couple of years later, Graham actually wrote to Warren Buffett and said, I'd like to hire you and he, you know, paid him more than nothing for that work. But when he was initially asked, he said, you know, when I work for you, or like when somebody says, I'll work for you for free, he said, you're overpriced. What the heck is he talking about? It's free, right? Right? Well, I want to talk about this because uh, I've been approached many times by people who have been offering to work for free. And I know that it happens a lot. And honestly, when you've got nothing to lose, like, you know, maybe it's worth uh, approaching clients and saying, I'll work for you for free. So like my very first copywriting client, I offered to work for him for free up until the point where what I was doing was successful, uh, at which point he was going to pay me for all the past work. I've also gotten other copywriting clients where I did spec work for them, uh, meaning I did the work for free on the assumption that they would hire me if they liked it. And I talk about similar strategies in my book, The Copywriter's Guide to Getting Paid, right? That I, I have done a lot where I have done some portion of the work for free up until the point where they are bought into me. And it can work. It can work. Um, and, you know, like I said, that's how I got my first copywriting client. I've broken into different industries in similar ways. I've gotten my foot in the door by offering to do at least some portion of the work for free. But, you know, if you're in Graham's position where somebody is offering to do the work for free, regardless of if that person might be the future richest person and most successful investor in the history of the world, or, you know, some slum, uh, somebody who's, who like has no future, right? Uh, number one, you don't really know the difference, right? You just know somebody's offering to work for free. Uh, and number two, free work is often overpriced. Um, so what does that mean? The downside of hiring someone for free work is, well, there's often actual cost associated with hiring somebody, especially if they come into your office. And so, you know, if they need equipment, there's going to be that. If they... Um, you know, they need set up with accounts at various places. There's going to be that. There's going to be some actual cost, right? Usually fairly nominal, but yeah, there, there is some actual cost to hiring somebody. 
a bigger cost, maybe the biggest cost, um, at least in terms of immediate impact, is the time cost. Somebody who is at a place in their career where they're they're willing to work for free is usually going to take a ton of handholding. They're going to take a ton of work to actually get them to do the work. And I think that that's the biggest thing that Graham was thinking about when he told Warren Buffett, you're overpriced. Trying to work for, for free, you're overpriced. Because the time cost associated with a new employee in any skill, in any skilled field, is immense. And the person who is spending that time often has other things that are valuable that they could be doing with their time. And, you know, so like when I have hired copywriters, one of the things that I have done when I've hired copywriters is I've actually got them to pay for training. And then I've created situations where we split the project fee. So I was getting paid and they were getting paid. Um, But in all cases, it especially for first projects, there was a lot of handholding, a lot of unexpected time investment required to help those copywriters succeed. Those people who would have worked for free, uh, the, the, the amount of work required to get the quality of work necessary out of them was pretty substantial. So it's not working for free, even though it's working for free monetarily, it's working for a pretty substantial cost of my time that I'm having to invest in you with the hope that it's gonna pay off down the road. And the other important cost here is opportunity cost. What else could I be doing with that time in order to get whatever result that I want, right? Grow my business, whatever. What else could I be doing with that time? And in some cases, that opportunity cost is is even more, right? Um, And so this whole idea of free work, while from the person who's willing to not get a paycheck in exchange for their work, feels like it is free. The person who is hiring someone to do free work oftentimes recognizes that there is ample cost to them associated with it. And oftentimes that cost actually feels like more, especially in terms of time, right? Money can be made back, but time can never be returned. Especially in terms of time cost, there's more cost to that person who's willing to work for free than in some cases somebody who's a a very high price premium employee. So if you are trying to get this kind of opportunity, if you're trying to get clients in the same way that you might offer free work, I want you to understand this important concept. It's all about de-risking the transaction for them. Um, So number one, you got to think about like, okay, there's maybe a dollar cost, but there's also a time cost and there's also an opportunity cost. So how can I minimize the amount of dollars required? How can I minimize the amount of time required of them? How can I minimize the missed opportunity from focusing on working with me? So dollars, a good example of this is uh, Jay Abraham classically ran this this, uh, profit split offer where he would go to a business and say, listen, I want to... I understand that you have a big customer list. I also understand that you don't regularly market to that customer list. I would like permission to market to your customer list and make offers for your products and services. I will pay all of the marketing costs associated with that. I will do all the work associated with that. All that you have to do is take and fulfill the orders. And for all the orders that are tracked back to the marketing that I do, I would like 25% of the margin 
profit, revenue generated, whatever the thing was that worked in that business, right? And so he took away all the costs associated with that. He said, you know, I'm going to market to your list. You don't have to do anything besides take the money. And I would like a portion of the money that I generate. And so there's no dollar cost, really. There's basically no time cost. Um, the opportunity cost is very small there, especially if he's successful. Um, and so he found a way to de-risk that transaction and make it a no-brainer. Right? If you don't have maybe that level of commitment, um, how how can you how can you do something similar? How can you apply these same principles to uh, you know showing up with your own equipment is an easy way to uh, remove the dollar risk of the transaction, right? Um, doing things that don't require time input from the person who is hiring you, right? That is going to go a long ways towards reducing the time risk. So for example, that first copywriting client that I got, I said, listen, all that I need you to do is give me a copy of your product and um, you don't have to pay me anything. Just give me a copy of the product and I'm going to write a sales letter about it. If you don't like the sales letter, you don't have to run it. Um, if you run it and it doesn't perform better than what you are doing right now, you don't have to pay me anything. Um, so that did introduce some risk, but it was already after he, he, like the agreement was he would only run it if he believed it was going to increase the results. And then the last thing was, you know, you don't have to pay me unless it actually does increase the results. And so there very little time cost associated with it, very little opportunity, like everything was just handed to him on a silver platter. So that de-risked the transaction. Uh, when you do spec work for a client and they say you do this certain amount of work and we'll look at it. And if we like it, if we think that it's workable, then we'll hire you. That's another way of really de-risking the dollars of the tra transaction, de-risking the time because they already believe that you're going to be able to fulfill on whatever service you're offering, right? Uh, and that de-risks the transaction. Other things that de-risk the transaction are things like personal credibility. So anything that you can do to support your own credibility to fulfill on whatever promises you're making, right? that de-risks the transaction. Oftentimes that's why expert copywriters, star copywriters, successful copywriters are paid more out of the gate than somebody doing the same work. It's because they have the personal credibility that they're gonna be able to write good copy and generate results. Exit clauses in the transaction. When I described my first client work there and I said, you know, if, if you read it and you don't like it, you don't have to run it. That's an exit clause. If you, um, if you decide, if you think that it might outperform your current promotion and you run it and it doesn't, you don't have to pay me. It's another exit clause, right? The only exit clause that involved paying me was when it already outperformed what he was currently doing. Spec work, spec is, is used in the creative industry a lot for um, work that's done on speculation. It's done, I'm gonna do this work and if you like it, you're gonna hire me. So there's two types of spec work that does significantly de-risk the transaction for the client. One is on demand. They're specifically asking you to do spec work. I want you to write the headline and lead for a promotion and if we like it, we'll hire you to write the rest, right? The other is unsolicited spec work. And I see this used more and more these days. Y you go to an email marketer and you say, I, you know, I've written these three emails that I think are a good fit for your list and uh, you don't have to run them. 
and if you do run them, you don't have to pay me, but if you run them and they work well, I would like the opportunity to write more email marketing for your company. So that's a type of unsolicited spec work um, that I've seen working over and over. The other thing that de-risks the transaction is just having a perfect fit offer. Like if you go to somebody and you say, I understand that you are, you know, you build this kind of funnel and I have built a bunch of these kinds of funnels and they are designed to, to do the exact same thing, right? And here I'm talking about marketing funnels. And so maybe I, you build VSL funnels for your own products. I've done a bunch of VSL funnels for different clients. Let me just build a VSL funnel for you, right? And the better your offer fits with what they're already doing, the better your solution fits with the problem that they want to have solved, the more likely it is that they're going to feel like, oh, there's very little risk in this transaction. It feels very familiar to me, so I'm going to move forward. And so like my Launch Your Client Business free mini course actually goes into detail about that, and I would encourage you to check that out. There's a link in the description for that and the Copywriter's Guide to Getting Paid. My call to action for you at the end of this episode, uh, number one is to ask yourself how you can use this going forward. Don't forget to like and subscribe, number two, uh, so you get more content like this delivered to you. There's You can subscribe here. There's also subscribe links in the description, and there are those links to the Copywriter's Guide to Getting Paid, uh, which is available for under $5, and the Launch Your Client Business free mini course, which will help you launch or relaunch your client business, including building a perfect fit offer that your clients are just gonna wanna say yes to, even if you're not offering to work for free, even if you're asking those clients to pay you, uh, which is even better to do in the long run. I'm Roy Fur, this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, and I'll catch you again in the next episode. See you soon, bye. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.